He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org. Big 12 match play wrapping up today. You'll be able to read all about it at GolfOklahoma.org. I'm Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with me as always. Follow us on Twitter at the 73rd hole, Instagram 73rd hole, and make sure that you rate and review wherever you are listening. Today, we've got a great show for you. As we talked about on Monday, we are going to draft our teams for our season-long competition for the FedEx Cup race. We will each have 10 players and an alternate. Uh, We'll also preview the CJ Cup. But first, we have to talk about the USGA and the RNA and the issue with the shafts. So today is the shafts and drafts show here on the 73rd hole. And maximum driver length allowed has now gone from 48 inches to 46 inches. USGA and RNA implementing a local rule. The players are very against this. Phil Mickelson is so against it that I think he might have not even been able to drink coffee this morning. He was so upset. He was already so wired from the ruling from the RNA and USGA, he couldn't even stomach the coffee. I really don't know what they're trying to accomplish here, but there is almost universal resentment to this rule change in the game of golf. No doubt. I mean, Phil Mickelson coming out really strong on Twitter, pretty much saying stupid is as stupid does. Uh, And Justin Thomas totally agreeing with him. Justin Thomas uh, said, quote, I don't really... Don't really agree with it. I feel like there's a lot of other things you can do, like armbar putting uh, should be being looked into and approached as opposed to the length of the driver. Uh, I think that the fact that you see only a few people using a long driver speaks for itself. That is not – or that it's not really – that big of an advantage. Okay. So basically, uh, these guys are basically saying, look, it's not that much of an advantage. If these guys want to put longer drivers into play, they're going to hit it more offline. They're basically saying, um, you know, it, it makes no sense to ban this right now. And Bryson's still going to hit it nearly as far as he would anyways. Yeah, and, no. and Bryson doesn't even use a 48-inch driver as it is. He uses a 46 on tour. Yeah, it's it's just another example of the USGA just trying to be ignorant and looking at different things. According to the reports I've been reading, about 3% of pros currently use a driver that's over 46 inches. So, I mean, that seems like a really weird uh, target size to be trying to get 3%. At. 3%. Yeah. Well, we're, so they're fixing that's 3 a pro- out of 100 players. They're fixing a problem that doesn't exist. So if there's 200 yeah. players on tour, that's six. Six players. Yeah. And like JT said, he goes, I've tried to use a longer driver. It's not for me. You know? Right. But it's, not for, it's not for most people. It, it, you know who it's for? It's for tall people. It's for really tall well, people. What about what about the 6'9 guy that made a hole-in-one at the Open Championship? Seriously, what I would love to know what length of driver shaft he uses and if this is going to significantly impact him. He's 6'9". Yeah, that's dumb, but... You know, most of the time, long people or tall people have long arms, anyways. So it all kind of balances out. True, true. But, but we've we talked about it. That's the whole Tiger effect. If we have all these different athletes who are coming from different sports to play, and I mean the six nine guy, John Thompson, I believe is his name. I mean, would he have played golf without Tiger? Who knows? But I know something. There's a lot of really big, tall people who wouldn't play golf without Tiger, and now they're playing. They're six mm-hmm. five, six six. I mean, I, ha- I one of my friends from college is six six, and while he uses a shorter, uh, a standard link driver and hunches over, there's so, or hunches a mo- little more over than other people. It's not the same for everyone, you Look, know. And, and so another it's, thing 
thing is, it, it is tough to hit that longer drive. I tried to use the long driver shaft for probably a week to try to see if I liked it and get, you know, just see if I could gain more distance. That's with what it. you just need. You need it. more distance. Just testing it out. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, but what I found using it is, first of all, I was hitting it way more offline than I normally hit it with a shorter driver. Were you missing the center of the club face a lot more? Yes, and and that was what I was about to get to. I was also hitting it really high. So if a guy can figure out a way, it's actually harder to hit a longer driver than it is a shorter driver. So I don't really understand this ban. It's absolutely harder. I can right? never do it. I can it, never hit a longer driver. Literally, by the numbers, of a standard PJ Tour field has roughly 150 players. So we're looking at... At most five players that we'd be working this on. Why? Why is this a Why is this a problem? Oh, also, it's not like these guys are going out and winning every week. It's not like there's an epidemic on the PGA Tour of guys with 48 inch drivers winning tournaments. This to me is the USGA and RNA feeling like there's a problem with distance, and they just don't know what to do about it. So they're just doing something just to do something. I mean, there are other options here. What about the size of the driver head? I mean, these driver heads are massive. You want to reduce that by 10%? No, no, no. Let's shorten the shafts, which could have an impact on people of different heights. You reduce the head of the driver, doesn't impact people of different heights. I just, I think that going with the shaft length option was just, it was the wrong way to go. It makes no sense to me. I've heard player after player saying they need to look at the golf ball, and I never hear the USGA or RNA say that they're going to look into the golf ball. It's always about yeah, the clubs. It's be- always. It's because there's too much money tied up into the ball manufacturing. I mean, yes. that's the honest to God truth about it. I mean, Tideless isn't going to just shut down all their Pro V1 and Pro V1X manufacturing. Yeah. And, and the golf ball is the one thing that a pro can use the exact same type of as an amateur. A, a good example is back, what was it, 2008 or 2009 when they did the groove change? Mm-hmm. And th- so they took like four years to implement that because you had to get all the other clubs that were in manufacturing out and give, mm-hmm. give time for amateurs and pros to get their stuff figured out. And you're going to have to at least double that with a golf ball if you do it. I mean, it would have to be at least an eight-year process, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Spe- spe- I mean, because th- people think that Tylus makes money off of their clubs. They don't. They make 90% of their revenue off the golf ball. Oh, yeah. They make tons of money. I mean, you go spend $50 for 12 golf balls. Mm-hmm. You're spending, you know, more than $4 a ball. It's costing what? what? I, th- 20 cents to manufacture these golf balls for Tylus? I don't go- even know. And golf clubs are, people don't realize this, they are expensive to make. To get all the metal and stuff, like they, they realize, oh, why are these irons eighteen hundred bucks? Well, yes, they have a markup on them, but they also cost yeah. a lot of money to make them. Also, and look the golf, at the the golf balls cost- don't cost near as much. And I don't know if we've talked about this on air or off air, but uh, I heard with Golf Pride they were having trouble getting rubber to make their glove or to make their grips right now. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, you know the the Bridgestone, you know who Golf Pride got their rubber from. Uh, was using that extra rubber for their tires that they normally didn't use because of the shortage. Yeah. And yeah. so Golf Pride was having trouble getting rubber for grips. Makes sense. Yeah, just a, a supply chain but, problem at that but, point. But yeah. that goes to your point about where they're making money right now is the golf ball. Right. And, Brid- and the USGA Bridgestone. and RNA, again, just trying to find something to do. And, I, I mean, I think that we all pretty much agree that this isn't it. Let us know at the 73rd hole on Twitter uh, and at, seven, at 73rd hole on Instagram. I just, I just don't understand why they don't listen to guys like Phil Mickelson or Justin Thomas. Right. Why? Yeah, right. Why, why don't they get the opinions of Dorpros? It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter what 
the USGA or RNA thinks. It matters what these professional golfers think. What, what was it that Phil said? Was it is it more on the pros for listening to the amateurs dictate the game, or is it the opposite? Is it worse yeah. that the amateurs are controlling the That's game? That's exactly what the question he posed. He goes, is it our fault or their fault? Either way, this is the wrong decision. Well, well let's ask it. Well, Who's, and, whose problem is and, it? And it's the USGA and the RNA now – PGA Tour is its own separate entity. The Masters, obviously, is its own separate entity. entity. The PGA Championship is controlled by the PGA of America. None of the four majors are run by the two same entities. None of them are run by the PGA Tour. I I mean, are we going to have different rules for different tournaments? Do you think that the PGA Tour has the worst players association? Um, and, and here's the the difference is obviously they're independent contractors, right? It's yeah, so it's, it's weird. different. But what I'm saying is, I feel like the PGA Tour takes advantage of these guys in more ways than say MLB or NBA or NFL. Yeah, I mean, whenever you talk not, about not revenue talking splits. about not talking about because obviously you know contracts are different, but take contracts out of it with teams. But I'm just talking about ways that they make the pros' lives easier. Yeah, well, I think that they'd probably be up there. It's hard to compare individual to team sports, yeah. but I mean, even with like revenue sharing, we've started to see some more money go toward the players, and we're going to see even more of it next year at the Players Championship, where the purse is going from fifteen million to twenty million, and just kind of doing the math on how that extrapolates out. It's believed that the winner of the Players Championship next year 3. will pocket three point six million dollars. Which, Lord. by the way, Arnold Palmer's career on course earnings three point six million dollars. Wow, that's insane. Beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful. It's, it's the tiger effect. And, the tiger and effect. And the Arnie effect. And the Arnie effect, yeah. Uh, Arnie, 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 Arnie channel, was, all that. Yeah, Arnie was really tiger before tiger came when it came to popularity, at least. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, that's why you talk about Arnie's most, army. He was, yeah, he was the most popular player when golf started being broadcasted on TV. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Most popular player probably needs the most popular drink, which right now on golf courses in the state of Oklahoma is the Clubby. It's a more drinkable version of the Oklahoma staple, the club special, the official seltzer of slicing limes, not drives, lemon and lime natural flavoring has electrolytes, does not contain artificial flavors, perfect for a hot day on or off. The golf course makes shooting any score bearable, the freshest, smoothest, leanest, greenest, number one seltzer in golf. It's not only the greenest, it's also the most purple. Get out there and try yourselves a missile, the new clubby flavor. You will not be disappointed. Uh, gentlemen. Have you tried it yet? The I have. New, the new missile, how'd you like yeah, it? Yeah, it's good. It's like club special with like a little bit of grape. It's got the purple caps on it and everything. It's yeah, it's great. It's awesome. That's awesome. I haven't tried it yet. I'm excited. Yeah, love the good people at Clubby. So, uh, what do we want to do first? We want to do our draft or Big 12 match play? Big let's 12 go match play is still match ongoing, play. Yeah, let's by the that way. Because, I mean, I'm, I feel like I need to go back to college and take calculus to figure out the scoring system. I mean, you definitely do, but <laughs> the matches this afternoon. So, we're, we've moved on to the championship now. We've got the matches laid out for this afternoon. And it looks like, based on pool play, Texas came out of pool B with 10 points. Texas Tech came out of pool A with 12 points. OU and OSU each finished second in their respective pools. Oklahoma State behind Texas with 8 points. Oklahoma behind Texas Tech with 7 points. So, Texas and Texas Tech will play this afternoon for the championship. Those matches getting underway here in just a couple of minutes. And then OU and OSU will actually play head-to-head for third in the consolation matches. But what we can't quite figure out is exactly how the scoring works with the match points. As a, well, we, we know how the match points work. You get a point for winning a match. And I we just think don't know you how the total bonus, points work. But you get a bonus if your total team beats the other team. Okay, so basically this is what we're saying. So, like, in total points, Texas has 10 total points coming out of pool play. Oklahoma State has 10 total no, they points. Have, 
Wait. But you look at match points, Oklahoma State has 18 to Texas's 16 and a half. So Oklahoma State has one and a half more match points, but two less total points. And the match points, I understand, because that's like OSU beat Baylor 6-0, so they get six match points for that. Whereas total points, so that come from just beating the team you're playing against, how badly you beat them, I, that's what I'm struggling to figure out. Maybe is you get a certain bonus because it has whole differential here, too. Maybe you get a point for. Well, because like, see, for, uh, exa- for example, like, here, I don't know. I'm going I, back to day one. OSU was six and zero against Baylor. Texas was four and two against TCU, but they both won. Let me th- scroll through the sessions here because OSU and Texas had to have lost a session somewhere along the way. Oklahoma State also beat Iowa State six and zero. So Oklahoma State day one on Monday went twelve and zero in their twelve matches. Uh, Oklahoma tied Kansas in session three, which was yesterday morning, and Oklahoma State tied TCU. That's where that probably would have factored in are those ties that we got yesterday morning. Let's check yesterday afternoon, which would have been uh, Texas getting another win. Oh, you know, she sat yesterday in the afternoon, and then this morning, Oklahoma uh, lost to Texas Tech 3-1-2, and two, and Oklahoma State tied Texas. So the difference between Oklahoma State and Texas is that Oklahoma State tied with TCU, whereas Texas did not actually tie any of the overall sessions. Gotcha. And so my other question about this is why are they playing six-man teams? Why wouldn't you play five-man teams so you couldn't tie? It is is weird because it's usually five, and this week it's six. And I mean, it it mattered in the OSU Texas match. Like, why not play five? Why not play five matches and then play playoffs in each of those matches so you literally can't tie playoffs? Seems like the most logical thing to do instead of having a tie. I mean, Uh, what what was was this Premier League? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe uh, play all six so extra guys can play, but you have to dub one of them a a fun match before. In that case, take six guys. I don't. It's weird. I would say. Make it seven to make it an odd number, but some of these teams may not have seven players. Yeah, Wait, some of you, like the Iowa States and the West know, Virginias might not have seven good guys to bring, quality guys to bring. Yeah, so wait, so can you tie matches, or are these tied just... Uh, Yes, you can tie matches. Okay, so like you, in, the reason why some people might be like, well, obviously you can tie matches. That He just said they tied, but what, my, what I'm saying is... Could you go into extra holes? Well, yeah. Are they points. going into extra holes? They're not. Okay, they're because ha- it's like the Ryder Cup, or pre- or Ryder Cup, where they're half having it. Because there's points, six yeah. guys on the team this week, not five, and so technically, I was thinking ties might be three to three, but that's yeah. not necessarily the case. Like, like this yeah. morning, oh, you lost to Tech three one and two. Jackson Dowell and Patrick Welch, both, but Welch both tied their matches. By the way, Logan McAllister won seven and six this morning. The only win on OU side, but seven. He's and also six. the only guy from OU that came on the podcast. So he should be fresh. So. There you go. There's a correlation. Yeah, so he should luck. be fresh for this afternoon's matches uh, since he only had to play 12 holes this morning. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm trying to do the math here too. They've We've had what? A total of five sessions so far and the total points for each group adds up to be 28. How's, how is that divisible? I, I don't want to do that math. You get certain bonuses somehow. Well, okay, so... Um, out of the five sessions, each school played four matches. So each school sat for one of the sessions. Like, there's ten schools there, but only eight played Monday morning, only eight played Monday afternoon, eight played Tuesday morning, eight played Tuesday afternoon, and eight played this morning. And then that's divisible, because that's by seven. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and, then, and then this afternoon, all ten teams 
go out and play for whatever position they're so playing. So that, that's why on our on the first show we thought that some schools didn't come because yes, they sat because they were only playing eight matches. But like uh, Baylor and Kansas State will play this afternoon for ninth and tenth. West Virginia and Iowa State will play for seventh and eighth. Kansas and TCU will play for fifth and sixth. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will play for uh, third and fourth, and then Texas and Tech for the championship. It does make sense. That's a lot of golf if you don't get a break. That's a lot of golf. By the way, this yeah. afternoon, just I mean, I know it's for third. Still OU OSU. Still be a lot of fun. Little bedlam. Uh, Logan McAllister scoring off against Eugenio Lopez Chikara. Wow, there we go. Two players in the top five of the PGA Tour U. Chris Goderup facing off against Rasmus Neargaard Peterson for Oklahoma State. Uh, Campbell for OU against Oyo of Oklahoma State. Jackson Dowell facing Amon Gupta. Drew Goodman facing Brian Stark. That'll be kind of a little more experienced versus the young guy, true freshman for OU. And then Patrick Welch facing off against Stewart for Oklahoma State. So should be some good matches, and uh, we won't know for about, I'd say, four or five hours probably before we have the results from that. That's some really good matches, and obviously playing Houston Oaks Country Club down there. Very I've nice. never played there before. Have I you guys? Have not either. Neither have I. Nope. I uh, I've only played golf once in Texas, I think, in the Dallas area. Really? Yeah. I've, I just that's surprising to me. When I've gone, usually I'm going for a weekend for a Rangers game or something like that, and mm-hmm. just I think I've only played down there one time. Yeah. And one thing too that's interesting is that they seems like all these groups start at one thirty, so they're doing the old shotgun start. Looks it looks that way. Yeah. Not fun. Or, by the way, uh, while we're still on college golf, Jr. ended up shooting a seventy eight. After stepping on a beehive, saw that J.R. Smith. I saw so pulled up in a Bentley. Pulled up in a pulled Bentley. up in a Bentley at the college golf tournament. Um, and then started off 80, one over through eight. I think he went 83, then, 78, 79. So he broke eighty twice in a row. He <laughs> he shot eighty three in the first round and was one over through eight. Yes, it did not go well. The final ten holes. He got a little nervous. I think he got a little nervous. I do too. Yeah. yeah. By the way, they had like no local news crew out following him, so we got to see some highlights and see us swing a little bit. Did he bit. finish it's, DFL? I don't think so. I don't I mean, think he did, no. I think there were several below him. Really? I, I think there were seven or eight at least below him. His swing is very – it's like he brings it back super inside, and then he goes up. And then he – honestly, very, on the way down – Pretty over the top. Pretty over the top. But on the way down, he has a nice little – nice but hip turn and he gets hit the impact some, at a decent position. He hit some nice short game shots he that I did. saw. He did. Which he was, did. I mean, it he, makes he sense. Lipped, he lipped out like a 40-yard pitch shot. He had a 100-yard wedge to a foot on a hole and tapped yeah. it in for birdie. He's, I mean, obviously the consistency isn't there. He still barely broke 80 But twice, like I but said, he's a true freshman. He's a true freshman. I mean, long, is he going to play all four years? Hell no. <laughs> no. You don't think? He might not God, finish no. the whole year. No. I mean, think about it, though. If he really put his mind to it, played in summer tournaments, and, like, did everything that a collegiate golfer does. Yeah. He has a little bit of talent to where he could shoot mid seventies every round. I think the most, the more that I see his golf swing and see his short game, the short game is what really surprised me. What looks really good, yeah. To me, he has some nice touch. So whenever, if you're it, in maybe a, not really good, but good. If but you're good. in a tournament where you beat him, do you say that you beat a pro athlete at golf? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I say there was a pro in our tournament and I beat him. I'd leave out the part that he was a pro basketball. By player. the way, if I'm paired with Jr. in a college tournament. I'm playing side games because that's low-hanging fruit. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, that's uh, – he, he might be out of my price range, in all honesty. Well, he's probably out of your price range, but you're not going to lose. Here's a game, Joe, I would like to play. <laughs> well, he, he is playing with the five bags, too. I mean, I think yeah, he was five man, so. Here's a game, Joe, I would like to play. You make bogey or worse on a hole, you play the next hole shirtless. Yeah. I'm surprised Jr. was wearing a shirt anyway. You it was would, chilly out there yesterday in the morning. You would enjoy that, Cole? Playing shirtless? Yeah. I'm just saying, JR almost never has a shirt on. I'll play shirtless. I don't care. I just I just wanted to know where your alliances were. For uh, for golf betting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. 
I mean, it'd be a fun bet. My my favorite picture was him with those three other guys that looked like five bad guys. Oh yes. Classic. They, they looked just as bad at golf as JR did. Yes, 100%. <laughs> and then JR's standing there like he's just hating his life. Well, and JR's towering over these guys because JR's like, what, 6'6, six, 6'7? Six, six, yeah. Yeah. By just the way, they rode it hard. JR, does your driver shaft longer than How long is your driver shaft, JR? 46 inches. He does kind of look like he hunches they, over it. They rode, they rode in carts. For that 36 whole day. That explains it. Yep. I was going to say, I didn't see in all the videos that I saw, I didn't see him with a bag. So I was trying no. to figure out if he had a push card. It looked or like car trails only to me. Oh, man. No, no wonder he got through it all. Car trails only is the worst, though. It's the worst. I'd it's rather not walk. worse than walking. I, I would rather walk. I still don't think I would rather walk. Uh, I think I'd rather cart trail. Because then, then even if your ball's on the other side of the hole, you can park your cart. Just carry your bag out to your ball yeah. 60 yards and then carry your bag back to the cart if you need all your clubs. The only reason I wouldn't is if... It, a lot of times when it's cart path, only because it's wet. So then when you walk, you get your socks wet. And that's like the worst. Look, yep. here's out. the deal. Out. If now that I'm done playing golf, if it's ever cart trails only and I told you that I was going to go play and I get to the course that day and it's cart trails only, I'm taking my happy ass right back home. <laughs> <laughs> not having none of that. Well, that's the worst, too. Paying for the cart, too, to do cart path I'd only? I pay not to play cart trails only. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Pay extra to tear up the grass. Uh, all right, are we ready to do our player draft? Uh, we might as well. Everybody ready? But before we do, i got to have Sam tell this story. So you've got your fantasy football league to petition a trade that you made and finalized. This is we might actually need some some fan interaction on this. Okay, fan engagement. This, is one, this is one of the most ridiculous things I'd ever heard. We need the people so, to vote shady or not shady. You tell the story, Sam. Okay, so basically after Sunday night, I had Clyde Edwards Alaire get hurt. I had Saquon get hurt. Uh and then, so basically, I made a little trade with my buddy Justin Cates, and the trade was I was giving him um, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, and uh, Tyler Boyd. So your whole team. Basically, <laughs> my four healthy good players, okay? And, and he was giving me uh, – he was giving me Antonio Brown – he was giving me Najee Harris. He was giving me Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, and he was giving me Miles Sanders. Okay, so basically, this was on Sunday night, remember? And then Mark Andrews goes off on Monday night, and I see this happening. I'm like, oh god, uh, I'm I really regret this trade already. <laughs> and the trade goes through on Wednesday, and then I thought Saquon might be out for the year. It but comes by the out. way, they didn't agree to this trade on text message. They did it on the ESPN app. The trade was accepted. It was in yeah. the system. No, it was in the system. It was in the system. Okay. And then Saquon comes out that he's only going to be out for three weeks. So I'm like, shit, I got to get, get out of this somehow. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like a lobbyist. I went, to, I texted every single person in the league and said, Mark Andrews dropped 40. This trade is ridiculous. I, I got taken advantage of because I didn't have any running backs. And, and, and I... And, it goes through. I got my five veto votes. The league vetoes the trade. I ended and you up, vetoed it, I'm assuming. Huh? Did you get to vote? I'm not. I didn't vote. You didn't get to vote. Okay. I didn't vote. It's, it, you have to get five because ESPN it's 12-man league. Yeah, yeah. If you accept the trade, that you're not going to veto it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so here's the Twitter poll that I'm putting no, out. So then, so then today, I'm still, I, I still have Christian McCaffrey, Mike Evans, Mark Andrews, uh, but I don't have a 
a second running back right now. Second so, running back's AJ Dillon, so which then, is not great. So then I'm forced to have to go straight back to the guy that I just screwed over <laughs> and say, look, I'm sorry about that a couple days ago. <laughs> the fact that he did business with you again. The fact that he did business we're like with you best, again. We're like best friends. How's he look himself in the mirror doing a trade with you again? Well, because I gave him Debo, and I said, look, I'm sorry. I'll give you Debo. I'll give you Henry Ruggs. So instead of Christian McCaffrey, he gets Debo and Henry Ruggs. And then I'm getting OBJ, who's terrible, but I got him uh, just to have him. And then uh, Miles Sanders. So... I still have Christian McCaffrey, still have Mark Andrews, but I will say I was very scared that I made a bad decision the other day. Okay, so here's the here's the poll I'm putting out on Twitter. We need our listeners. So was to that weigh in. slimy or not? This is at I've the never, seventh. I've never heard anything like that. So here's the question. Here's how I'm wording it. Is it shady to make a trade in your fantasy football league on Sunday night? and then petition your league to veto it because someone in the trade goes off on Monday night. And the, 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 two, options, the two options are shady or fair game. <laughs> Weigh in at the 73rd hole on Twitter. We've got to know. How would you vote? I would vote shady. That's the most shadiest thing I've ever heard, dude. I would vote shady, but dude, it works. The only thing shadier is saying, like, hey, I'll trade you Christian McCaffrey for 20 bucks. You know, that's, like, the only thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam and, and the the best part about it was uh, was Justin in our group text was just raging and he, and he tweeted and he texted our group text and said you know stop the count whatever and he's like and he's like y'all y'all are just treating this like an election he goes we we don't need a recount you know we don't have, we don't have trade vetoing by the way because trade vetoing it gets out of hand everybody just wants to veto every trade we it's don't have Colby's trade vetoing. the commissioner and as soon as he makes a trade he goes in and punches it through so no one has a chance to look at it so hopefully i do, I do it for everybody if, if two I, people agree on a trade the trade goes through it's, it's, the, it's the same way in my other league that i'm not the commissioner of. Well, i totally agree uh, that, that's how it should be but everyone but, in our but league here's calls, the the problem is at the end of the year, someone trades someone. Oh, I'll give you ten bucks. No, you no, know no. what I mean. No, no, no trade that. dumping. Like if it's the end of the year and a guy's out for the season and you That's trade him for McCaffrey in the playoffs, yeah. then that'll that trade won't go through. Yeah, but as long as it's like a legit trade, two teams agree to a legit trade, it goes yeah. through. I agree with In our I group text, you're known as Commissioner Goodell. So, I mean, Colby Goodell is yes, your name. So, that's what they I'm, call me. I, mean, I, I didn't come up with it's the not, name. It's it not wasn't the worst one. thing Goodell's ever been called. I, I, my salary's not close to him. <laughs> I, I lose money on fantasy football. Roger Goodell uh, makes plenty. So, okay, so we need to do our team draft. We're Here drafting we 10 players each and two alternates. Now, Sam, once you announce a pick... It cannot get vetoed. <laughs> you are locked in once you announce your picks. Where, where are the cards, by the way? Right here. deck of cards. You got oh, the deck of I cards? Oh, got, I got it. Hold you on. You got it. All right. Shuffle them up a little bit. It Hold it up to the smoothness. mic. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, there it is. So good. All right, All right. boys. Pick a card. Ace pick is high. Pick a card, any card. This is essential. First pick on the line. I got a tan. I got an eight. A seven. Oh, right. yeah. Taylor, me. Sam goes third. So it's a snake draft, so Sam will get to pick two. Not the worst thing in the world. Taylor? Well, well, I'll make it simple and not waste any time. Give me the best player in the world, John Rahm. Okay, so I was going to uh, clarify the rules. John Rahm's obviously going to be the number one pick. So we're each drafting in snake felt formation. Formation? Found, formation? Formation? Foundation? What am I trying to say? Format? <laughs> snake format. Dra- snake draft, snake, snake, snake draft yeah, format. Right. Matt Ravis just responded to your tweet just now and said... This is why I believe trades should rarely be vetoed except for cases of obvious collusion. Shout out Matt Ravis. No doubt. That's, that's, that's the winner. That's the winner. And I'm going to quote it. I'm going to quote this and say, 
Dude, you gotta send this like ESPN or something. This is an all timer. Like no one has ever done this. I mean, this I don't is think. epic. Also, it wasn't a one for one swap. They were trading half the rosters to each other, and they they talked for three hours on the phone to <laughs> get it y'all done. Y'all on the phone for an hour and fifteen minutes to get this done, and then you go back on it. But anyway, we're right, so drafting ten players. Or the foundation, we're not in, sure. in snake format. Foundation, whatever you want to call it, format is what you should call it. <laughs> so snake snake format. We each draft 10 players, two alternates. Your alternates only get put in if a guy has like a season-ending injury and it prevents him from being a, a contender in the FedEx Cup. Otherwise, the scoring will be as follows. Your 10 players will take their final FedEx Cup rank at the end of the season, not points, but rank at the end of the season. Add up the 10 players. Whatever the sum of your 10 players' rank is, that's your score lowest score wins. We have not yet figured out the stakes. We will figure out the stakes between now and Eastlake, which is a mere like 10 and a half months away. So we've got a day or two to figure this out, but we will draft our teams today. John Rom is off the board for Taylor. Should probably be writing these down, by the way. Taylor has John Rom with the first pick. And with the number two and Remind pick, us where the majors are. The majors are in Augusta, Georgia. Yep. I know that for sure. The uh, old course? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. I know that for sure. The, the old course... Where's the U.S. Open? It was in Massachusetts. Oh, oh yeah, the country, club. the country club. Yep. The country club. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We those said it last majors. show, and I already forgot. Yep, those are the right. four majors. I forgot so. what I said 10 minutes ago. So, so Rom is off the board to Taylor. That's the best player in the world. I'll go with the second best player in the world. Give me DJ for a season-long right. race. Well, then. You get two D- picks. Sam. DJ Dallas? Two picks. DJ Dallas. Third string running back for the Seahawks. That's my guy. I will go. Hmm. I will go Morikawa. Morikawa? And I will go. A lot on the line. Think carefully. Remember, you can't veto. I know you're scared now, but. Two, three, four. More call was locked in. No vetoes. He's trying to think of who he can catch on the back end. Although, if you, if you take who I want here, I'm going to veto it. <laughs> we'll, we'll vote in that scenario. I'll take DeShambo. Ooh, Big Bryson. All right. Morikawa and Bryson off the board. So, Rom, DJ, Morikawa, and Bryson. My next pick, I'm just going straight down my list here. Give me JT. Yep. Take JT. So, I've, I'm going only initials team. I've got DJ, I've got JT. So, I'd find more guys that are just known by their initials. What are two great picks I'm going to get here? Give me Cantley and Xander. Yep. Those were the next two on my list. I knew yep. that they would both be gone. Cantley and X. Uh, all right. Going down my list here, I'll go Jordan Spieth. Spieth's my next pick. Perfect. Going to be a big resurgence next week. So you're going to have the best friends on your team, I would imagine. Yep. I got Brooks Kepka. Yep. And I have Rory McIlroy. Ooh, Rory. Hoping for a bounce back season from Rory. Uh, let's see. Who's next on my list? Next on my list, one Mr. Victor Hovland. It's a good pick. Next on my list. Tyler, you've got two. Give me guy who's already won this year. Give me Sam Burns. Yep. Okay. Very nice. And then give me, you know what? Just to be a smart ass against Sam, give me Cam Smith. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) I reached. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just to make you mad. (laughs) A little bit of a reach, but I kind of love it. I kind of love it. There's our team so far. So, so far, Taylor's got Rom, Cantlay, Xander, Burns, and Cam. I've got DJ, JT, Spieth, and Hovland. You've got Morikawa, Bryson, Brooks, and Rory, Sam. My next pick, man, there are two here that I am so torn between. I don't think they're going to be there when it comes back around to me. Um, Give me Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler's going to have a big year. There's, uh, there's the uh, the board. You're there's racking the, up on the, the Longhorns, board. Colby. You I am. Ta- you going to take Doug Gim next? I am. They're going to be great until the Wait, fourth quarter of the has season. Has anyone taken Finau? <laughs> uh, Tony Finau still on the board. I'll take Finau. Tony Finau now off the board. Well, where he be now on Sam's team? And he I will on Sam's take team. Uh, Daniel Berger. 
Oh, Daniel Cheeseburger. Okay, nice. on the list. Next up, I'm going to go with someone who's already won this season and will play about 30 events. So he should make it to East Lake. Give me one, Mr. Sung JM, please. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Give me. When does he have to serve? Um, We're not sure. That's why I didn't pick him. I mean, he's I serving up birdies. That's all I know. Okay. I don't think it's this year. Give okay, me. So. Hope give, not. <laughs> give me. Yeah, no Great doubt. pick. Yeah. Yeah. Me. By the way, by the way. We I, said, that, that would be where an alternate would come that in. That would be where an alternate would come in. So it's dang, not an injury. If the Korean government kidnaps him in the middle of the night in January, an alternate gets gets submitted. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll <laughs> allow an alternate. No veto that time. Give me local boy Abe answer. Yep. Abe, okay. He was and next up on my list. I'm debating between a couple guys here, but go ahead and give me Paul Casey. Paul Casey. All right. Paul Casey. I'm going to take one caddy for Mr. Gilmore. That'd be Will Zalatoris. Okay. Next up on my squad. Uh, has Louie been chosen? Louie has not been chosen. I will take Louie. Louie, off the board. And then I will take Hideki. Hideki off the board. All right. This is going well Louis so and far. Hideki, your two picks. We're flying. This is great. Uh, I'm going to go bounce back season for my next pick. Give me Webb Simpson figuring it out this year. Nice. I was going to go with that. Until some, you some, some value with Webb that far down. Give me, man, how many more picks we got, Colby? We've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got seven on your team, so you've got three more and then two alternates. Sam and I, we're, we're on the back end of a round, so Sam and I each have two more and two alternates. Give me uh, Ryder Cup or Harris English. Mm-hmm. Harris English, okay. And then um, maybe a little bit of reach, but I'm not sure. Give me Joaquin Neiman. Okay. Neiman, all right. Neiman was, was he next on my list? Neiman was next on my list. That's who I was going to take. That's a huge Oh, too bummer. bad. So sad, Colin. Uh, up next for me, oh, man. Kevin Na is next on my list, but I don't really know that I actually want Kevin Na on my team. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, he's a good player. He's not bad. He's a good player. Also, oh, man, this is tough. I'll, I'll take him. Give me Kevin Na. We'll walk in some putts at East All Lake right, next year. Give me Patrick Reed. I, that was another guy that I was like, I just kind of don't want him on my team. Good value, though. Give me Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf. He was on my list. All right. He is off the list. My next pick, who's highest up on my board? Give me Jason Kokrak. Jason Kokrak coming off the best season of his career. Hopefully he can keep it rolling. Give me, so what? I mean, That's 10 for Sam and I. You need one more and then... Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You need one more, and then you'll take your first alternate. Well, I should, just based off of how the season's gone so far, I should put him as my 10th pick and the other guy's alternate. But I'm going with the local player. Give me Gooch. It's my last pick. Okay. And then and Homa. The, Homa, yep. Yep. All right. Gooch and Homa off the board. Uh, my next pick, which would be my first alternate, I'm going to go with Corey Connors as my first alternate. I like that pick. Okay. Sam, first and second alternate. Paul Casey? Uh, Paul, Paul Casey's off the board. Oh, he's off the board? Yep. Dadgummit. Uh, You're good. Five, so... five rounds ago. You were close. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to veto? Taylor got Paul Casey. We can veto. <laughs> you you give, like the guy in give the me, uh, Give me Justin Rose. Rosie? Okay. 126 on FedEx Cup. Your boy? And Eat some ice me, cream? Give me a little bit of... I'm trying to pick, pick someone random. Um, Don't hurt yourself. And give me, just give me Sergio. Sergio. He went with the Ryder Cuppers. That was my next pick was Sergio. Now I got to scroll down the list here. Hatton is still out there. Lowry is still out there. Billy Horschel is still out there. Horschel's sneaky. I'll go Horschel. Why not? Okay. 
Well, you, it's good for you, too, because if he does make it to East Lake, usually he plays well. Yeah, exactly. And he's second alternate, so hopefully I won't need him. Give me – see, there's there's a couple other guys who you could throw out there. You could throw out Lowry, Hatton, like you said, Tringali, Matty Fitz, Maverick McNeely. But give me another local guy. Give me Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore, rookie. I like it. All I right. like it as the second alternate. All right, I'm going to read these team, teams off top to bottom. Then we'll take our break, come back, preview the CJ Cup. Taylor's team is John Rom, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley, Sam Burns, Cam Smith, Abraham Answer, Paul Casey, Harris English, Joaquin Neiman, and Taylor Gooch. Two alternates are Max Holman and Taylor Moore. I have got DJ, JT, Spieth, Hovland, Scheffler, Sungjae M, Willie Z, Webb Simpson, Kevin Nod, Jason Kokrak. Two alternates are Corey Connors and Billy Horschel. And Sam has Morikawa, Bryson, Brooks, the best friends team, Rory, Finau, Berger, Louis, Hideki, Patrick Reed, Matthew Wolf, and then the two alternates, Justin Rose and Sergio Garcia. Love it. Those are some loaded rosters. That's gonna be, I, honestly, there's not a favorite. We'll, no. we'll figure it out at the end of the year next year. Um, but if you have a couple guys finishing the top five, boost your squad up a little bit. So good stuff. We'll take a break. Come back on the other side. Bunch of these guys in the field this week. Looking forward to our strength of field game. we got DraftKings lineups for you, best bets, all that coming up on the other side. Stay with us here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Welcome back. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you. And joining us now is one Mr. Justin Cates, who just so happens to be in a fantasy football league with Sam Humphreys, and just so happens to have been on the wrong side of a trade that was accepted and was then petitioned to be vetoed by one of the trading members, one Mr. Sam Humphreys. Justin, can we get your side of the story on this? Because we're trying to figure out exactly how this happened. <laughs> well, man, honestly, it was kind of a crazy deal. So, I mean, me and me and Sam, we talk about trades all the time. So, Sunday night, I think it was it was well after the Sunday night football game. We were talking. We went through probably a hundred different trade scenarios, and literally, we all kind of came to an agreement on that. And we were like, we were talking. We were like, oh, this is going to be a blockbuster trade. It was going to be nuts. People were going to go crazy about it. And honestly, it was. To me, it was a fair trade, but I don't know. I mean, the verdict's out on that, so. <laughs> yeah, but then, so Mark Andrews goes nuts Monday night, and you're like, hey, I'm getting this guy. Yeah. And then, so when did you find out that Sam was lobbying your fellow members of the league to veto the trade? <laughs> so, 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 yeah, it was, it, was that, it was mostly that Tuesday morning, because literally that Sunday night, I even kind of joked, though, like, dude, what if Mark Andrews just goes nuts on Monday? Because he was losing – 
bad because he, he has a bunch of injuries. He, he was losing bad on his uh, on his matchup, and I was like, dude, what if Manager just goes nuts and has drops a fifty burger and you win? And literally, he almost does it. So, <laughs> I mean, that was that was pretty good stuff there. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Manager just goes nuts, and it was really Tuesday morning when he started lobbying. And I thought he was kind of joking at the beginning when he was like, "Everyone veto, veto, veto," and then here I am saying, "I'm." Here I am, just screaming, "Stop the count!" You know what I mean. Was, <laughs> I was just trying. I was just trying to get him to just to uphold it, and then sure enough, it actually did get beat that. So I thought it was kind of funny, but I mean, it was all kind of all kind of in good sport. Okay, well, here's the deal: is I don't know if you know this, but I I waited until Mark Andrews went off, and then Saquon Barkley. They I thought he's going to be like out for the year, but then they said he's only going to be out for three weeks. So then I started. That's texting, true, yeah. then, I, then I started texting everyone, saying, "Oh man, this is unfair." And then, like, I think Landon Landon goes, "I think it's still fair." And I go, "Well, I made the trade. I was drinking. I made the trade. It wasn't fair." And, and I definitely yeah, wasn't. Right. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Right, yeah, I know. It was funny. Well, here's what we did, Justin. We put it to a vote of the people to determine whether it was shady or whether it was fair play. We put it on Twitter at the 73rd hole. So tomorrow we will have the results back from the poll to determine how the people feel about this situation. Perfect, man. Sounds good. I'll be tuning in. All right. Thanks, Justin. Have a good one, guys. Later, Appreciate man. it. All right, Justin Cates joining us here on the 73rd What a guy. Hall. I what mean, a guy. he didn't even get mad about it. He didn't. He's he's really a, a good person, much better well, than I am. He's happy now <laughs> that he got Debo, though. Now that he got Debo, he's that happy. That made it all okay. You uh, had to it, do the sympathy trade. Was, yeah. he, was he mad before he got Debo? Probably. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, naturally. Yeah. Thought he was getting Mark Andrews, Saquon. He's just trying. He's being, he's being nice right now because the Devo trade hadn't gone through yet. He didn't want me to go veto it again. Exactly. God, if you veto two of your own trades in one week, I can't imagine someone vetoing two of their own trades in a week. In you one, know, week. I had forgotten about that. It reminded me. I definitely wasn't drinking on Sunday night, but when I my buddy Landon, he said that no, I think the trade's still fair. And I go, well, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was so totally I'm, lying. I have to a him. question. I have a question. Justin said. That y'all were up talking about this trade well after the Sunday night football game ended. Yeah. The Sunday night football game had like an hour lightning delay. It didn't get over <laughs> until 11.45 our time. Yeah. You're married now. Are you still going to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning every night? I go to sleep at like 1.30. Good That's God. That's not bad. That's I go to sleep at late. 1.30 and then I wake up. I don't know. I'll, I'll wake up at like 6.30 and take Piper, you know, and then I'll go back to sleep for like two hours and wake up at 10 and start my day. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Fair enough, I guess, yeah. yeah. That's My wife's now on the 7 to 4 work schedule. She got the uh, the enviable shifts so she can get home earlier. Now we go to bed a little earlier. So yeah. she was asleep at like 9.30 last night. I was out by 11, getting on that old man schedule. My schedule's definitely going to change with my new gig, but I can't say what it is yet, but it's going to be freaking awesome. But it'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. We'll announce that in the coming weeks. Yep. Uh, shall we venture into DraftKings for the CJ Cup, which, by the way, will be played at the Summit Club this year. It's in Vegas, but it's not the same venue as a year ago. It was a Shadow Creek a year ago. This year, the Summit Club. Why don't we just go in inverse order of how we chose the draft teams. We're going to have to pick cards again. So we'll go Sam, myself, and then Taylor to announce our DraftKings picks. So, Sam, give us your least expensive on DraftKings. My least expensive on DraftKings is the local boy, Taylor Gooch. Taylor Gooch hasn't missed a cut yet this year. Um, and like Taylor said, when he was uh, picking him for his all-year-long draft, what what should we name that, by the way? It needs a name. It's a good question. Um, 
Well, that's we don't know what the uh, what the winner gets and what the loser has to do yet. So we don't. It could be some sort of like drive to survive, but obviously not drive to survive. But something with a rhyme and some sort of like catchy little. We need to put down a few clubbies and come up with a name. We need to put down a few clubbies and come up with a name. The road to Dubai. (laughs) The road road. to Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think. Twitter poll. How about this? Just if anybody has any good ideas of what we can call our season long race, just let us know on Twitter, on Instagram, 73rd hole. Instagram, at the 73rd hole on Twitter. But like Taylor was saying, I think that TG might have a breakout year this year. You know, he he didn't even play his best golf last week and. Finish what top fifteen, top ten. Uh, by the way, he's played twice on this young season. Finished fourth in Napa. Finished T eleven last week yep. at Summerlin. So yep. I mean, he's obviously playing pretty well. And DraftKings never really gives him his credit. Still seventy two hundred. I think that's a great deal. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, all right, my my cheapest option. I'm going to go with Jonathan Vegas. Not only because they are in Vegas, but because he's been playing some really good golf, and you're getting him mega, mega cheap. Sixty three hundred is way cheap. So Johnny. Freaking Vegas. There we go. It's, I'm not picking him. I it's just like butter on a roll. So good. So good. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Now you're going to make me hungry. Uh, Might well, have to go down to Grandy's get me a good roll. Grandy's. Wow. That's a name I By the way, I had Chili's last night. We did a two for $25. You get so much food. Oh. Dude, oh, you yeah. get an insane I haven't been to Chili's in forever. And you get an insane I, amount of food for somehow $25. Somehow in my head, I thought I hated Chili's just because we had it on the road so much when I was in college. I don't hate chilies. I freaking love it. Also, by the it, way, you can get a, uh, if you do the two, two for 25, you can get a $5 margarita with it. Really? You yep. figured that out, didn't you? Figured that out. I did not know that. I had already gotten an expensive margarita, and then we got the two for 25, and he's like, you want a $5 margarita with that? And I'm like, man, I already had one, so sure, I might as well have a second. Wow. Well, you we should have done that. You missed out. Yeah. You missed out. All right, I'm not going to waste any time. 7200 Taylor Gooch, breakout season, it's coming. Then I'm going to go up. Way more expensive than seventy two hundred, all the way up to seventy three hundred. Give me the Stanford boy himself, Maverick McNeely. Finished second at the Fortnite Championship a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Missed the cut at Shriners, but I think he's a young guy coming out. Break another break, another breakout season candidate. Give me Maverick McNeely, sub seventy five hundred. Love that value. Very nice, Dallas Maverick McNeely on your squad. Taylor Gooch, seventy two hundred. My next most expensive. He will be rostered in many, many lineups this week. Gooch, I'm sorry, my friend. You got the kiss of death. We literally all picked him. He's, uh, by the way, I was I always read like several previews and stuff, get a good feel for the course, good feel for who plays well there and stuff, whose home course it might be. And uh, the preview I was reading earlier was by Jason Sobel with the Action Network and one of his best bets for the week. He likes Taylor Gooch to finish top 20. He's got him listed here as like uh, he said, he's one of my favorite picks to make a leap into a higher tier over the next 11 months was Jason Beautiful. Sobel's review of Taylor Gooch. Well, Jason Sobel's been listening to us. Uh, so, 100% he has. Probably next, where he gets his previews from. My next pick was going to be McNeely, but T-Dub just took him. So I'm in, instead, I'm going to go with the other guy that I was kind of debating between. So, so you're vetoing your original pick. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maverick McNeely is vetoed. I'm going with the Vegas guy, Charlie Hoffman, at 7,200. Hoff daddy. And I like it. My next pick at 7,700 is one-time winner this year. Max Homa. Very nice. Playing so, well. I 7700 mean, I mean, really? It's pretty cheap. Speaking of pretty cheap, Joaquin Neiman is 7400 Love me some Joaquin Neiman, and apparently, I mean, y'all aren't in here. This is an audio medium, but apparently Taylor loves him too. Taylor, who's your next cheapest option? Uh, Joaquin Neiman, 7400 I mean, I the went 72 I mean, I got him on the season-long pool, so I mean, I think this is I think this is really good stuff, but I'm going to skip. Also, also, by the way, nobody calls him the Chilean assassin, and that should be his nickname. 
That is a good name. The I mean, Chilean assassin. I mean, just out there hitting those eight foot high driver stingers. The Chilean like assassin. We may have talked about this before, but geography. You know how long Chile is, north to south. It's, it's stu- remarkable. It stretches long. from like the bottom of Mexico to almost the top of Canada. It's like, crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. I had two teammates from Chile. They said, you know, they were both from Santiago, Chile. They said that Santiago is one of the most fun places to go party. Uh, I'm down. Sounds like fun. I don't I'm know down. what laws are like in Chile, but we can have, probably have some fun. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm down. All right, so where was that? Oh, yeah, I'm skipping the 8,000s altogether. Going up to 9,000. Colby, he's on your season-long pool because you took every Longhorn that was available. Give me Scott Scheffler. Ride some momentum off of the Ryder Cup, potentially, but did not play very well last week at the Shriners when I picked him. But I think it's turning around. So I like that pick. Got him on my season-long race, which we still have to come up with a name for. 73rd hole, Instagram, at the 73rd hole on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, up next, another guy I've got on my season-long pool. Give me one Mr. Jason Kokrak. Got some history winning in Vegas, seeing as he did it a year ago. I like Kokrak, like the way he's been playing over the last, uh, really over the last year. He's been playing great golf, so I'll stick with Kokrak at 8,500. You know what we could call it? What's that? We could put, you know, five guys on it, and we could call it the race to five guys. Is five guys is that big enough steaks for a season yeah, long we probably race? Probably more than that. I mean, that, yes, that's a twenty-seven dollar burger and fries meal. What do you want to call it? The race steaks? to mahogany or what? <laughs> we'll figure it out all right we'll figure it out which is what we need to do we need to ask the wives how much money we're allowed to spend on our high stakes season long <laughs> race game and then we'll, we'll forget about it that's might, a great point i might get you 15 all... bucks wiggle room all right it's a year from now whose pick is it mine it is 100 percent your pick i all just right. took coke right all right my next pick is eight thousand patrick reed Oh. So Patrick The winner Reed. of D-Bag of the Year Award on the 73rd hole. Uh, by the, the Holies. I wonder yep. if he's got his holy yet. I mailed him last week. Yeah. He probably... Uh, it's right It's right there by his green jacket. Yeah. <laughs> and by his, uh, by his farmer's tournament. Yeah. I think they dropped it off out by his mailbox and it actually got embedded. Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> you're on a roll. Can't, That's get, perfect. can't get it out of the lawn. <laughs> That's perfect. And then my next pick at 9,700, best value of the week, Brooks Kepka. Oh, Brooks Kepka in a non-major. Yep. Non-WGC. Best value. Non-playoff. Love it. Non-team event. Event. Yep. Okay. Brooksy. Yep. Brooksy. Uh, my next most expensive option. I'm gonna go with a guy who played last week in Vegas, which I like. A guy who you would think is due to win, but I think his ceiling is probably second. I mean, Louis Ustazen at 9,300. I like that. I like that. When I mean, is Louis gonna start playing bad? Uh, when's he turn 50? That I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Probably like I mean, 10 he's, years. Just, he's just steady. I think he's that, that, 39-ish. That's a swing that like doesn't that. break down. All right, here. I got it pulled up, and we still haven't done it. I haven't even looked at it, so we can all do it. What's the strength of field this week? Uh, good strength of field. It's it's limited field, no cut event. So you don't have 156 guys. I'm going 469. Uh, I'll go I'm right going, at 500 on the on the nose. I was going to say, it's. I think it's over 500. I'll go 501. Oh. 501. The Y'all old, pri- the old price is right. Oh, man. Y'all saying what's 501 me. did it. 613. Wow. For a limited field? I wanted to go My higher, goodness. but it was limited field, yeah. so I didn't think it would be that high. That is, that's a remarkable strength of field for a limited field. Oh, you got second, third, fifth, sixth, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. All in the world playing. All the, almost everyone in the top fifties in the field. Wow. Uh, by the way, Louis turns thirty nine on October nineteenth, which is this he's, upcoming Tuesday. He's so not we, even forty yet. We might throw him a little birthday party on on Tuesday of next week here on the seventy so third. So he was like what twenty seven, twenty six when he won them. Uh, it was eleven years ago. He'd have been twenty seven. Yeah, he That's was twenty seven in summer. I thought he was older than that when he won. Uh, probably because he looked about forty in twenty ten. <laughs> yeah, but. he looks the same as he did in twenty ten. Oh, he, he hadn't won. aged today. He still. Yeah. 
looks 40. He's uh, looked 40 since he got onto the tour. That's what the farm in South Africa would do to you. Keep yeah. you young. Yep. It's like the Keep fountain you of youth. Well, also, I mean, he doesn't all have all that stress of, like, you know, winning all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, bro. <laughs> is it my pick, Colby? Or it is your pick. I just threw uh, out Louie. All right. Give me give me Cam Smith, 9200, another guy on the thing. And I think I'm just going to probably start picking him every week just to do the opposite of, or do the same as Sam. By, by the way, I was between Louie and Cam. That was the last pick I put into my lineup. And I sat there and I, I hovered over Louie and Cam for like 30 seconds. Finally, my gut told me Louie. So we'll see how good my gut is at the end of the week. No doubt. And so I went with Cam. So then I wanted to go Rory with my most expensive. But I didn't have enough, so I'm going to go with next best, another European. Give me Victor Hovland. Sub sub Very ten thousands. Nice. I really I like, like that value. Very nice. Uh, my next pick, I had to go a little cheaper with Johnny Vegas, so I could afford my most expensive player. I think DJ wins the golf tournament this week. DJ, he played some of his best golf in the fall. Um, seventy four hundred plus seven par seventy two golf course. He's going to feast on the par fives. Winning score this week probably going to be better than twenty under. Wouldn't shock me if it was better than twenty five under. DJ can go low. I'll take DJ to do uh, somewhat similar to what he did at Boston a couple of years ago in the playoffs. Not quite to that level, but I think DJ wins by multiple shots. Really? Wow. All right. Well, I disagree. I think that Rory McIlroy at 10,100 is winning this golf tournament. I liked Rory. I I am excited to see what Rory does this year. I think that he's going to have a big, big comeback year. I I don't know. Not even that it's really a comeback. He didn't play terrible, but it just wasn't elite. It would... If Rory were to go back to peak Rory, it'd be a comeback year because, I mean, that stretch he had even a couple of years ago where he had like seven top fives in a row and stuff, we haven't really seen that Rory. Basically, since that top five streak ended, he's just been... I mean, he's still been really good, but in terms of the elites of the game, he's been very average relative to the other elites in the game. He's too good. He's too good not to... You know, start playing like that again, should in be. my opinion. Yeah, should be way too good uh, to be going down that line. Let's look at the betting odds. DJ is your betting favorite this week at 12 to 1. Xander and Morikawa at 14 to 1. By the way, I wanted to sneak Morikawa into my lineup and I couldn't make it work. Morikawa's a member at the, sum- the Summit Club. Is he? Yes. Member at the Summit Club, so he will know the track. He will know the greens. I wanted to sneak him in. I couldn't do it. Uh, but he's a bet that I like at 14 to 1. But in a limited field, no cut event. I mean, you can get some long odds on some guys that you could really see winning this tournament. We talked about Neiman, the Chilean Assassins, fifty-five to one. Uh, who else? Is that? Jason Kokrak is fifty to one. Has been able to get himself in the winner's circle a couple of times. Even Harris English has found his way into the winner's circle. He's forty-five to one. So anybody in kind of that forty to sixty to one range, I like a lot of those guys to potentially hit a long shot. Yep. Is Matt Wolf playing this week? Uh, I believe so. No, he's not. He's not. Well, he's not, he's not listed on the betting odds. Okay. So, I I thought he was, but I guess not. All right. Here's a question for you guys. Talking about Rory here, because I'm wondering when he's going to get his comeback. Looking at the numbers, since 2011, how many years has Rory not gained more than a stroke off the tee? Oh, good question. Since 2011, is it a trick question? Is it zero? Um, no. It, it it's an indicator of which years are his down years. Say that oh, okay. one more time. So I'll say three, maybe. I don't. What was what was the stat again? The since two thousand since two thousand eleven, so that's ten years basically. How long ha, or how many years has Rory not gained more than a stroke off the tee? And it's, they, it's, it's three. three. So I'm assuming last year was one of them. Last year he gained point seven six off the tee. Two thousand twenty he gained point eight four off the tee. Two thousand thirteen, which is infamous, that was the year that he went to Nike yes. and had the horrible year. Went way down. Point seven five, which is the, pretty much the same as last year. Every other year it's over one. So my question here is. 
we've seen two straight years of Rory decline off the tee, and that's that's where it's he made not all of his that money. much of a decline. He's still he went gaining. from no no Sam, look at it. He went from one point two five, one point oh eight, one point two three, one point four, one point two six, one point five two to point seven. That's cut in half. On yeah, some one point five two to point seven six. And by the way, that strokes gained per round. Right. So he's understand. losing three fourths of a stroke, an additional stroke per round. That's three strokes a week that he's losing off the tee compared to where he was in twenty nineteen. Yeah, but I think that part of that was from the start of the year last year when he started trying to bomb it. Remember? I was going to say, do you think that's Bryson effect? He was trying yeah. to chase numbers and but he also, lost his driver swing a little bit. Also, when I watch Rory play, it's not off the tee that bothers me. It's his wedge game and putting. But his wedge game and putting like, has always been average and yeah. he's always been elite. So whenever you lose the one thing that you're elite at and you just become really good, because I mean, 0.76 off the tee is still really good, but it's not elite elite. When you lose what makes you elite, it'd be like if Tyree Hill lost his speed. He'd still be good. He's a good route runner. He's got good yeah. hands, all that stuff. But what he's elite because of his speed. It, Rory's elite because of his driver. That's and, a good point. And, and here's a good example. Besides 2012, where Rory gained a 1.24 approach to green, he hasn't gained more than 0.85 <clears throat> approach to green any year. And last wow. year he gained 0.57. So that's not even 0.3 tenths of a difference. Where you look from 2019, 1.25 to last year, 0.76. That's 0.5 strokes around off and the tee. Difference. What uh, what year did you say his highest year was approaching the green? Uh, 2012. And then what were his numbers that year? One point two four. Wow. Yeah, and what was his off the tee that year? I'm just curious. Uh, One point two seven. Wow. He gained two point four eight on on the year that year. That's just <laughs> and, 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 and here's a fun fact: oh, since 2019, Rory has gained strokes putting. Really? Point three one 2020. 0.26 last year. How about that? How about that? Rory's driver just isn't the same as it used to be. It has to be elite. It needs to be elite, elite, best that's, in the world, top three all, in the world. That's full year stats, but the weeks that he really dominates and plays well, he puts well too. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, that's, that's kind of uniform. Every, yeah. 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 Hard, if, to, have, if, if hard, make, hard to have a great week on the leaderboard if you don't putt well. If you make week. your five to 20 footers, you're going to be somewhere towards the top. Uh, all Almost right. everyone is. Big 12 match play this afternoon. We'll see crown a champion uh, between Texas Tech and Texas, which is a huge bummer that OU and OSU did not make it out of their individual pools. Uh, so we've got a Big 12 SEC matchup in the finals of the Big 12 match play between Texas Tech and Texas. OU and OSU playing for third. CJ Cup this weekend. We'll be back next week. Anything else? We get it all. I think we got it all. Sam, are you going to veto any more trades this week? How hilarious would it be if I tried to get this one vetoed? Oh, my gosh. Should I do it? You should do it. You should do it because you're getting housed on the train because Devo's (laughs) raw. And also, I know Devo's raw, but I literally need a running running back. back. Yeah. You're only two and three, Sam. You don't got to be that desperate. Dude, I'm desperate. Here's a question 18 week season this year. So, in in both the leagues I'm in, we went to 14 week regular seasons. Did y'all go to a 14-week regular season, or how's that work? Because oh, in years look, past, in years past, I'd have been feeling pretty bad at two and three. This year, half the league's two and three. We got nine weeks left. Who cares? We'll figure it out. Let me see. Give me one second. I got to look at the. Uh, Sam's got to figure out the format of his league. Well, you check that out. Remind 14. everybody to go see our good friends at the Spine Clinic of Oklahoma, Doctor Beecham and Doctor Brawley. Doctor Beecham does non-invasive. They try every approach to avoid back surgery. But if you do need back surgery, you can see Dr. Brawley, recently named one of the top 20 spine surgeons under the age of 40 in all of North America. Visit thespinecliniko.com, located just off Broadway Extension on Britain. Uh, so 14-week regular season? Yep. Plenty 14 of time. 14-week, yep. Plenty of time. Veto the Debo trade. No. Veto the Debo no, trade. Miles Sanders we'll get, is about to go off we'll get for my Eagles. Back on. It's, Miles, the Eagles have been winning, and Miles Sanders hadn't even been playing at his best. The Eagles have been winning. They're... They're two and three also. <laughs> they won last week. They did win last week. Maybe they won Miles week Sanders one and they won last good, week. Sam. Dude, two and three. 
I'm that, saying, that means we're five weeks into the season. Bet? What was our bet? They've already got a three-game losing streak. Our bet streak. was seven? Was that the bet? Did we bet on the Eagles win total? I think we did. Was that you? That was not me. It might have been a different one of you Cowboys lovers. That was not me. 100% I did not make a bet on the Eagles win total. Okay. Then it wasn't you. I just root for the Washington football team or the Giants each week. That must be a hard one. Yeah, that's terrible. (laughs) Just just to root against y'all. That's only. Uh, If you're rooting against Dallas this year, you're going to have a a long, hard year. They're really good. They're really good. I think they're good. Here's my question for you fantasy goers. Do y'all just have to trade like every other week? Is that the thing? I was looking for trades this morning to send out, and I couldn't find anything I liked, and I was really bummed. I just, I love trading. What what is the thrill? Do you just feel like Sam Presti? When it's you, just when the most fun thing to do in fantasy football. Just no, to, I actually get good players. <laughs> try to pull a fast one over on somebody. You, you pull the old David Stern, vetoed it. Chris Paul, you're going back. My favorite Hornets. thing to do in fantasy football is just rob somebody blind on a trade. It's my favorite thing to do in fantasy football. It's it's more satisfying, I think, than actually winning my matchup in the weekend. <laughs> if 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 on a Wednesday I just absolutely host somebody on a trade, ah, I don't even care what happens this weekend. It's a successful week. Yep. I don't get it. I don't get the thrill. Of By the, the way, any uh, I guess we said we weren't going to do any trading in the season long play. I guess we could trade today before it starts if anybody wants to make a trade. Oh, we might as well. Anybody want to make a trade? Anybody want Kevin Nall? Anybody desperate even, to have Kevin Nall on their squad? I can't even remember who all I picked. Because so. I got here. I mean, here's the sheet. You got Rom Cantlay, Xander Burns, Cam Abe, Casey English, Neiman Gooch. I'll uh, I'll take Sam Burns off your hand. Give you Kevin Nall. I literally think when I look at all my players, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten in the FedEx Cup. Is That's Taylor, weird. What would Did you, you see that? Maybe Taylor, you should get your vision check. What, what would you <laughs> take should. for Cantlay? Um, let's see. Ooh. Two for one. Uh, well, we do we, we can't for, actually do two for yeah, ones. Yeah, we can because then we can. I get, put okay, other guys. If you if you do two for one, you have to bump one of your alternates in, and they're now in your lineup. Yeah. Dude, my team's And then you only have one alternate left. So that's risky business. Who's that middle team there, Colby? You're middle risky team. Risky business. Man, you got all those longhorns, dude. Your team sucks. My, my first three picks, DJ, JT, and Spieth. You're talking about one, two, three in the FedEx Cup. Man. I ain't trading. Y'all going to trade? Uh, I mean, not unless somebody wants Kevin Nall. I think we should allow trades in the middle of the year. I'll trade you Nall. I'll take Neiman off your hands. Why would I do that? I don't know. I picked Neiman before Nah. Why would I do that? The one pick before Nah. I thought maybe you forgot about Nah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. You want, I, I'm you like, want, Sam, you, I'm vetoing my pick. You want to make that trade? No. Taylor. Submit it on the app. Taylor, I put it on a T for you. Do you want to make that trade? The correct answer is Nah. <laughs> nah. I put it on a T for you. <laughs> Dude, I whiffed. I whiffed. I drank too many clubbies and I whiffed. I'm not as clever on the jokes as you are today, Colby. Anybody want to trade an alternate? I'll I, give you I'll give you Billy Horschel for Sergio, Sam, just so we can make a trade. I want Corey Connors. Yeah, you're not getting Corey <laughs> Connors. He he was taking a round early. You're stingy, dude. Y'all are stingy. Hey, give me uh. He went for Zalatoris. I'll give you Connors. You give me Wolf back. Connors goes into your starting lineup. Wolf goes into one of my alternates. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're getting a stalled. You're getting a starter. I'm getting an alternate. How's that? I mean, no wonder you pause. Taylor, trade. I want Paul Casey. Ooh, we might be able to work something out. Same one with Paul Casey is a second alternate. We're like, he got picked in the sixth. Let's see. Give me Rory. I want Rory. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? They're right. both from the same part of the world. That's I'll why. trade you Patrick Reed for Paul Casey. <laughs> Reed yeah, for Casey. That's a good idea. Okay, so your player picked in that well, round also, was Louie. Louie for Casey? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing one for ones? Because we. That's so dumb. If, because we always pick player teams. You got to do two. Why? I'm just saying, what if you looked at your team afterward and you're like, ah, I don't totally love that guy. Because if, I'm not an idiot when I draft. Well, I'm not either. I like my team, but so I like making wanna, trades. So why do you want to trade? Because it's a Wednesday. It's what I do on Wednesdays. I make trades. It's giving me a headache. Sam Horschel for Sergio. Either that or the show ends. Taylor. <laughs>
I'll trade you. Tyler's already made clear his intentions to not trade anyone off his roster. I'll trade you Bryson. Oh, God. It's getting real. And Rory. Ooh. Oh, you can't. No, For Rom. No vetoes. Oh, God, no. Bryson and Rory? For Rom? I mean, so then you'd have Bryson and Rory at the top. Gooch would be dropped down to an alternate. You'd have a 13-man team. Rose would go into his lineup, but he'd get Rom at the top. Man. Oh. Gosh, dang it. So, so here's st- what you have to ask yourself. What gives you a better standings at the end of the season? Rom and Gooch? Rory and Bryson. Gosh, dang it. It's kind of tough. <laughs> Put it on the board. Nope, just kidding. I veto it. Oh, you shady. You shady. You shady. You shady. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the CJ Cup. Go for Oklahoma.org.